Okay, welcome to episode 83 of the United Pubcast. Now, something a little bit different tonight because, quite frankly, the only bit of news I have seen this week regarding Man United and the Premier League was that if football is to return, one of the rules was that players going in for a tackle would have to turn their head and turn their face away from their opponent. So after reading that, um, I simply refused to discuss that on this podcast. Um, So there is simply no news to talk about. Larry, did you see that report? Uh, No, I didn't. And uh, if I'm being honest, I kind of want the last 10 seconds of my life back, mate. (laughs) Look, that's as much airtime as I can give it because I feel dumb after just listening to the first headline I saw on it. But um, enough of that. So, again, something a little bit different today. And this might be the only podcast we do. We'll have to listen to the viewers and what they think of it. Or if you like it, it might become sort of a regular thing we're going to do. But we will revisit a sort of match from the past, um, sort of a classic match sort of thing. So some of the good matches over the last couple of years, maybe before our time or in recent seasons. Um, And just sort of not really commentate about the match, not really like a watch along, but more of a just sort of go off on different tangents when something comes up. Um, We might talk about a player, talk about his time at the club, etc. This one is obviously the... Famous, I always call it the Rashford debut, but he obviously had his debut a couple of days before in the Europa League. But um, the obviously Man United beat Arsenal in 2016. So we're going to, obviously would ideally do this at a pub watching next to each other, but obviously still in quarantine, or not in quarantine, in self-isolation. We've both got our streams lined up um, at the same time, so we'll just press play at the same time. And just go through, we'll just talk about what happened. There's a lot of some debuts in this game, obviously big game against Arsenal. There's obviously the famous Van Hal dive, if you'd call it a dive or a flop, or whatever, in front of Mr. Wenger. So um, I'm sure it'll be good to watch. It goes for 25 minutes. We're obviously not going to watch the full match. We're just going to watch sort of a mini highlights package. Um, it'll be good to watch a bit of football. I don't know the last time I actually sat down and watched Man United. Larry, what was the last time you watched a sort of bit of a match or highlights package? Probably since the last game, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's been a while, been too long. But um, we might as well get started, we'll see how we go. So hopefully you enjoy this and um, see where the discussion takes us. So Larry, if you have your finger near the play button, yeah, we will go on three. We'll go one, two, three, go and play. So Let's one, two, three, go. So I forget, I remember we played Mitchell during the week and... Um, I remember the injury sort of ravaged side going into this game. Do you remember sort of the build-up to it in terms of all the injuries and the Rashford debut, etc.? Oh, mate, just as you mentioned that, I just saw uh, Varela. Um, do you remember him? Yeah, Varela. Well, he got the assist for the first goal, didn't he? He was... I think there was also, maybe in the Midland game, Joe Riley played. Do you remember Joe Riley? Yeah, Joe Riley. Yeah, the fullback. Um, he, he was promising. Like, for those who follow youth football, they really had high hopes for him. It didn't pan out, unfortunately, but... Yeah, I mean, just looking at that team there, um, Morgan Schneider completely forgot about him. (laughs) Well, I think this game, the team lineups will come up soon, but from memory, I think there's obviously Michael Carrick there as captain. From memory, it was Carrick and Blind at centre back. Maybe Rojo. Actually, here's the team lineup now. Yeah, Carrick and Blind both at centre back, so. Jeez. Not what you'd call a. um, That'd be a good midfield pairing, though. Look look at the back four Varela, Carrick, Blind, and Marcus Rojo at left back. Shocking. Got Jesse Lingard in his winger days, so the front three or front four, so it was one matter Memphis and Jesse Lingard with Rashford obviously leading the line. Oh, Rashford, oh, Rashford looks skinny. Look bit, yeah, he looks a bit younger there, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. 
this oh, Arsenal. Tattoos. Look, I remember going into this game being so nervous about God, we're so injury ravaged and Arsenal as bad as Arsenal were, they're still a big team. That's a good side. That is. I a reckon good side. it's. A, I reckon it's just a shit side. Look at it. Yeah, but attacking options. You got Mizzou, oh, Ozil, yeah. Alexis Sanchez when he wasn't shit. Uh, yeah, Tio Walcott when he was on, he was good. I think Ozil still Ozil score for Arsenal. Or we'll obviously find out because we're going to watch the match. Um, yeah, we'll find out. Obviously, Ryan Giggs is um, assistant manager there. What was, was what would you class Ryan Giggs at under Van Hal? Was he assistant manager or just a coach or a assistant manager? Was? Official title was assistant manager. Hmm. I mean, I'm looking for. I was obviously disappointed football's being cancelled, but um, I was looking forward to seeing how Giggs would go in the Euros with Wales. But um, obviously, that sort of didn't pan out. But yeah, Wales were sort of Dan James and Ryan Giggs. But um, obviously, the game has started for anyone. Playing at, playing along at home, but um, yeah, I always think of that with Ryan Giggs was he the coach or the manager, assistant manager? I'm not quite sure. Just see that Ender Herrera was playing. Obviously, Herrera was one of my favourite players, but it's just gone to shit for him in um, in Paris, hasn't it? He sort of doesn't seem to play. Well, obviously, not now. There was no football, but even he, when he doesn't play a lot. But geez, his um, his bank account would be thrilled. So I think oh, that was brilliant by Mata that that back heel. He's such a magician. When, when he plays in the middle of the pitch, Juan Mata is so good. And, and we've said this, haven't we? Like, if he was utilised there the whole time throughout his career, he'd be brilliant. Yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. Like, he's done well for United, but in terms of what he's brought out, he's brought as sort of the club record signing. Obviously, $35 million doesn't seem like that now, but at the time, he was his huge money signing. So if you go by that standard, he hasn't um, lived up to the billing, but he has done well, especially when played. Um, do um, I have permission to... Can I, um, Nacho Monreal? Can I just call him Nacho Cheese? I always used to call him Nacho Cheese. It's just I hated him. Arsenal fans really liked him. He's one of those players that sort of sort Determined. of seemed to show a lot of passion. And Lots I of thought, energy, yeah. I thought it was all fake. I thought it was. I thought he was just all for the cameras. I, I'd never liked him, but he he good movement was, there. Nearly he got a shot on he, target. He, but he was one of those left backs, Monreal. He's only left now. Arsenal hasn't he? He's left. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but um, he always popped up with goals, didn't he? He's one yeah, of those yeah. left backs. Who's the other? The, who's the Chelsea left back always scores? Um, um, Alonso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't defend though. Yeah, just looking at their Rashford, how much has he bulked up though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's put on a lot of size. Still got that electric pace. I think that's where the difference is. There, you, you see how Rashford has burst onto the scene here, and you look at his body shape. Where you see how Mason Greenwood has burst onto the scene. Even these isolation videos now, Mason Greenwood. He looks a lot bigger than what Rashford did at the time. Like Greenwood is starting to fill out a bit more, I think. Yeah, Greenwood at the same age, definitely a bigger body. And, and, I, and I think that's one of the things you sort of... Not what Rashford struggled with or has struggled with, but I think any young player will struggle with the physicality of it, of mm. coming into senior football, where I think Greenwood maybe just has that two steps ahead of what Rashford had. So uh, Yeah, I think if it, by the end of their careers, I think Mason achieves more in the game. If well, he I, if he keeps his feet grounded, well, I said on the last podcast not put to put any pressure on him, but I think he definitely become one of the best in the world. Oh, good shot there by Memphis. Okay, Memphis, what a shout! How long since um, he, he's always still in the news about a re, not return at least to the Premier League. United's name has always popped up. Yeah, um, I thought I thought he was beyond poor. You know, I thought he was really poor, but um, a lot of would you bring him f- back? I wouldn't. There's no. I definitely wouldn't. But a lot of look. That's just my opinion. A lot of people really think it's an option and really think. I don't um, think it's so. worthwhile. I don't think so. I'm with you, Danny but, Welbeck. That's interesting. Seeing seeing Rashford versus Welbeck, and then you think of when people would when Rashford was having dips, they call him Trashford 
or uh, Rashbeck, was it? Yeah, um, Rashbeck. Yeah. Like seriously, not even close. Rashford is a much better player. Oh, he, oh, well, he's far better player. But I remember when Welbeck was sold. Um, obviously, it was Van Hal's first season or second season. Uh, first, first, first season. It didn't really give him that chance to. I was, I was devastated. I thought that is a big mistake. Um, obviously, it didn't turn out to be a mistake. But um, I was devastated when Welbeck left, and I didn't have hopes that he would be sort of our number nine who would lead us to trophies. But I definitely thought he should have been kept as a part of the squad. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit, bit of a sort of blessing in disguise and a bit good bit of business by Louis Van Gaal to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, I was gutted when Welbeck left because you know I just I, especially United Juniors, I it really hurts me. I just I don't like to see him leave. But well, one of my footballing confessions is when we obviously Danny Welbeck was coming through under Sir Alex Ferguson when we lived with Robin Van Persie. Mm. I hated Van Persie at Arsenal. Hated the guy. Obviously, love him now, but was no fan of him at all. And when we lived with Van Persie, I was saying, nah, do not spend the money on it. Let um, Danny Wolbeck progress and let Danny Wolbeck be our number one striker. Um, obviously, I know nothing about football. Um, but that's my one footballing confession. I didn't want Van Persie. I wanted Wolbeck to stay. And just watching now, Herrera was so good. He really was. Oh, oh That was there a Rashford's... Or, not not Rashford's his first goal. goal. Um, his first Premier League goal. Um, I still remember that. I think it must have been an early kickoff watching it here in Sydney. And it looks at the daytime. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was. I, I just remember the reaction. Obviously, a lot of us will have Arsenal friends or you follow Arsenal people on sort of social media through Arsenal Fan TV. And I remember the sort of the banter leading up to this in terms of they went in with such big favourites. Obviously, Rashford was leading the line. But, the pass um, here by Herrera, brilliant. And Varela with the cross. Um, Varela that's a good assist. cross. It's right in the area. You know well, what I liked about that cross with Varela? He's, he's, he's looked up before he's crossed and he was trying to identify a head rather than just simply crossing into the area. i tell you who doesn't, and I don't want to... This is not a criticism at all, but you can definitely tell a difference, and it's just one specific incident there, but a definite difference in that cross to what one Bissaka cross is like. Um, very different technique, shape on the cross, etc. That was a real striker's dream, that cross. Yeah. But um, well, one Bissaka started getting a little bit more and um, developed it's a little better, bit more. No doubt, yeah, a little yeah. bit more quality compared to say the start of the season. Um, yeah. he's had. I think he's got three or four assists. And and fullback's one of those hard ones where you look at the assist numbers. However, so many sort of crosses are knee goals, and you think, well, the, the fullback delivering that cross gets absolutely no credit if there's no goal. So yeah. you only you only remember the ones that do end up as an official assist. So I felt Luke Shaw often gets a lot of criticism for um, a lack of assists, but I see so many crosses he puts in that sort of go across the front of the box that no striker's there. And you think, well, he gets criticised for not having the assist, but the criticism very well should be on the striker or the players trying to get into the box. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Marcus Rojo there. Marcus Rojo at left back. That was a you know what's interesting a testing time. Watching this game, um, Rashford o- occupies the left channel a lot, doesn't he? He doesn't seem to play central. He-, he occupies the central areas in a defensive position, but every possession we've seen him have, other than the goal, he's been in the left channel. I think just one of those players. A lot of players do like... Because it's hard to... Players grow up now with not really having sort of positions. They're more types of players rather than positions. And he's just one of those players, I've always just said, he's just an attacker. Whether he's you know, a striker or a winger, he's just an attacker. And he just feels comfortable where he's got that little bit of space where he can run. Brilliant football. Well, one matters running the show in this game here. But I think this is the second goal here, isn't it? Varela's involved again. 
Um, yeah, Jesse Lingard with the cross. I just, just remember that when Russian put that second goal in, because it was quite early in the game from memory, and just um, just a high everyone was on. when That, that was almost a, like a feeling of shock, and you couldn't believe what was happening. Because uh, mm. everything, because he touched the ball twice, and obviously the game previously against Mitchell had scored twice. Here, pretty much his first two touches, had scored two goals against Arsenal, and you just thought, could it be like, I don't know, it obviously wasn't going to happen, but it almost felt like, could it be another 8-2 sort of scenario? Because um, everything will touch him. Just watching this, like, you'd think, like, people say, oh, Lingard can't play on the wing. I mean, it's clear he can. Again, Lingard might be another one of those ones where I say, what position is he? And he's just, is he a 10? Is he a wide player? Is he a midfield? He's just an attacker, just someone you have in and around there and let him do his thing. Like with Rashford, like, you just don't know what their ideal position is. But when they play their natural game, they're very good. It's when you have a manager... Well, not even so much a manager, but a system in place that uh, is quite structured. It can limit certain players like that. Um, yeah. Who do who do like to play sort of more off the cuff and with a little bit more freedom. Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, actually, never mind. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, just thinking there, but in regards to Lingard, um, I remember Ryan Giggs once did an interview talking about. Um, sort of when he was doing his coaching badges, when he was doing it with Jesse Lingard, um, he always found it hard because Jesse Lingard was so clever and intelligent. What Ryan Giggs had in his mind when he was doing the coaching drill, what he had in his mind, which what he was going to correct, where he was going to stop the play and correct and realign the players and put them in the correct position, Jesse Lingard was always doing the right thing. And it really confused Ryan, <coughs> really confused Ryan Giggs doing his badges because he had nothing to really correct. Oh, it's a poor goal. Oh yeah, Danny. Oh, what were we just saying about Danny Welbeck? Danny Welbeck better than Van Persie. You said that. I didn't say anything. No, I thought it was common knowledge. But um, it's one of those when an ex-player scores against you, you just. It was Rojo there, wasn't it? Rojo losing there. No, what? It was Schneiderlin. A mix of Schneiderlin and Rojo. What do you think of Schneiderlin at United? Because I liked him as a player, but it obviously uh, never worked. I think he's just one of those players, and you could almost put Memphis in the same bracket. Talented definitely has has the ability to do the job, but I just I think there's something about playing for a big club that some players simply don't handle the pressure. Well, I've spoken to a few a few of my mates, uh, Everton fans, and they really don't look. I don't want to say like they hate him, like United. Some United fans hate Paul Pogba, but when Everton were going through sort of their sticky patch before they sacked their manager, before Ancelotti came in, um, Schneidlin was hated amongst so many Everton fans. They thought he was. It was one of those buzzwords that's always thrown about there in terms of he was a disgrace, he was disgusting. They really questioned his professionalism. And I, I thought United, he, I thought he was good, but it just, yeah, it was just one of those ones that just it didn't work for him. And I think that was a case of, especially that time Schweinsteiger came in, Schneiderlin. Um, yeah. It was, it was hard for him to settle. I mean, how good was Daily Blind? So, like, that is the one where I'm just like, if you think of a player. Um, from the Van Gaal period, who who would who would Oli get back? It would definitely be Blind. I think Oli would love Daily Blind. Well, I think we've done these sort of podcasts before, all sort of discussions in terms of ranking signings, and you go through the sort of the post Fergie signings. There's been over thirty of them, and so many you can sort of put down as failures. But I think Daily Blind's one that look maybe still does split opinion a little bit. But I think there's no doubt he was a successful signing. I think he was so versatile when he came in. He played three different positions. Uh, he won trophies with United. Um, 
Well, we talk about getting a six, don't we? Who, who wouldn't he be a brilliant six? Yeah, well, I still think that was his best position for United. Um, I can understand the sort of not criticisms, but the concerns with him in there in regards to pace. But um, the way he used to keep the ball and, he, and his passing range was fantastic. I thought. Well, speaking of someone who I think should be our number six, <laughs> Fosu Mensah, he just hasn't kicked on, has he? I still hold out hope. The last football manager game I played, I had, I took United to Champions League glory. Fosu meant to sit in with Pogba and Angel Gomez um, just in front. So that is still in the cards. Um, Fosu meant to Gomez and Pogba midfield. Um, sorry, Bruno. Bruno will have to miss out. But um, this is Fosu Mensah's debut from memory, wasn't it? Um, great sure call. It I'm not sure. I feel like because it was, yeah. There were a few debuts, because I remember Joe Riley was on the bench, but he'd played before. Oh, Rojo comes off injured. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah, shock. Um, but I remember first minutes, I think he came on, I think he went into right back this game. Um, yeah. Oh, no, he would have gone left back, because Varela's still on the field, right? Yeah, possibly. I'm not quite sure what happened. We'll have to see. But um, he, he's a player that I think, look, his injury record will um, is the main concern at the moment. But I really think there's promise from. I know he sort of failed at Crystal Palace, but um, oh, I don't think he, he failed. He played. He was playing a good chunk, and then he got injured. And then when Basaka came in, um, and unfortunately, he just never got his spot back. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, that's the thing in terms of he, his injuries almost. kill him. In terms of talent, he's he's got everything. Like he would be such a good number six. He really would. And if you followed youth football, he was a monster. Like he was just—he was a destroyer. Like I'm not obviously I'm not going to say he's Roy Keane, but he was in that mold. He just he, he snuffed out anything, very quick. Um, I, I think he has absolutely everything. I, I remember even at centre back under when he came in under Van Hal, he played centre. I remember he bullied Troy Deeney for ninety minutes. Something that's hard to do for any kid, that don't want any professional. But um, I still hold out hope. I know the injuries probably will be the end of his career at United. But um, I still hold out hope, whether it's at being midfield or um, sort of a utility player, which sort of Jose Mourinho sort of used him as. Um, maybe it's false hope, but I'm still holding out hope that United renewed his contract, so maybe maybe Oli holds that same hope. We'll see. Well, he's one of those players we've discussed in terms of youth development or the youth recruitment that um, so much money has gone into buying these young players from around Europe, and he was almost one of the first ones of those players to come through. Yeah. So um, I'm sure the club do have a bit of um, sort of hope for him in that regard that they don't want to see a big investment sort of fail. But um, just saying it. Who's the better player, Varela or Diego Delo? <laughs> oh, look, Varela was highly rated by a lot of people at United. Um, again, just one of those... F- well, you're watching him. That... He's brilliant, right? Um, look, every, it's, since Delo, since Solskjaer's coming, I've been quite impressed with Delo. However... Oh. How good this is Juan no... Mata? Seriously, oh my goodness! Actually, this is the goal I think. And Herrera scores. Yeah, took a yep. big deflection, but um, loved it. And Herrera celebration. He loved it, didn't he? Oh yeah, look at him there. That man. I really wish we kept him. I know people say you know gets all Niguez and he's a he's a better version of Herrera. But like, I just I'm a sucker for someone who like he loved it. He, he loved United. I have no doubt. Yeah, well, I think there was one thing... I didn't read the interview, I saw sort of headlines. But during the week, he was speaking a little bit and it was something about he didn't really want to leave United. There was certain business decisions he wasn't happy with behind the scenes. Um, and life goes on and he moved clubs. But he made a point that saying he probably did want to stay at United. So, um, 
Well, it's one of those things people do question his ability and um, if you compare it now in terms of our midfield who would you rather Herrera or Bruno the answer is oh, probably Bruno yeah. Yeah, they're different players obviously but um, he's one of those players that I think I wouldn't say would be happy to sit on the bench but it'd be one of those players if he was on the bench he wouldn't oh, complain and he, yeah. and he, but he'd drive on he'd sort of push on and make sure he's in the starting lineup the next week and that would sort of add that sort of much needed competition in midfield yeah, you know what's interesting about Herrera? He came through um, Atletico Bilbao as a, a number 10. And then you're watching him in this game and he was a, so defensively minded. And I mean that in a positive way. Well, I still remember one of the best performances I've ever seen at Old Trafford from a opposition was when Bilbao knocked us out of the Europa League um, yeah. under Sir Alex Ferguson. I think they beat us 3-1 at Old Trafford. And, and Herrera was in midfield. I think they had Javi Martinez as well. And... Um, I remember that performance as Ozil just scores for Arsenal. But I remember that performance from Bilbao thinking, oh my God, we've dropped down to the Europa League and we look like we're the Europa League team against sort of the Champions League winners. Um, it was embarrassing. I think Paul Pogba might have, was one of his last games for United before leaving. Mm, yeah. Um, on, the, on Herrera, um, he said something along between Pogba and Rashford they can guide United to Champions League or Premier League something along those lines Is, though they can win trophies with Pogba and uh, Rashford who looks like staying by the way Rash, uh, Pogba Look, the, the more this thing this, the more the situation around the world continues the more I can see and, and there's two two different ways to look at it in terms of what you think will happen with the transfer window but I can almost see just no signings anywhere unless it's a free transfer I can see everyone just staying put because yeah. the more time the more time we go without games the less time um, or as there's a bit of a kickoff and Herrera hits the deck that's another thing I liked about Herrera he was such a in the nicest way he was our bastard like you'd hate to play against him yeah. like he was just niggly he'd cheat but um, it's one of those players if he's on your side you love it oh man I love a bastard uh, look, why do United fans love Roy Keane and the fact is, United fans love Roy Keane and every other fan base hates him. Like, that's yeah. the player you'd love. You get behind him. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, there's one player like that which I still wouldn't take, but I always had an irrational hate for Jordan Henderson. Everyone sort of, he seems to be the flavour of the month at the moment, but I won't ever listen to an argument which sort of praises Jordan Henderson. Um, don't rate him at all. But um, yeah. enough about it. I don't know how he popped in. Um, sorry, Ender Herrera. But um, I think this is maybe coming up to the, the Van Hal dive. Do you remember that? Maybe not. That might be a little bit... Surely that's, that better be in this highlight reel. I'll be devastated if it's not. I just see there, I think the incident here with Herrera was Aaron Ramsey, who's just talking to the ref. Um, we were just talking about Pogba a little bit earlier, staying. Again, I don't see anything in this rumour. But if a situation is to arise with Pogba, one of the, I wouldn't say reliable rumours, is Ramsey. Uh, swap deal with Pogba. Do you see any... Thing in that, in terms of Solskjaer wanting a Premier League proven player, I wouldn't touch that deal with a ten feet pull, mate. Yeah, look, he's well, good. He is yeah, a good player. Forget about the deal and forget about financials and forget about Pogba. Do you take Aaron Ramsey at Man United? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I think he's he's good. He's a goal scoring midfielder. Yeah. But you know what? He's probably similar in the mold of Bruno. I probably don't need him to be honest. That's not the sort of player I think we need to be getting. Put it that way. We need someone in the Herrera mould. If you lose Pogba, I don't think... Like, Bruno's your creative player, so I'd love to get someone like a... Like, Nick Wes would be perfect. I don't know if you can get him. Um, and I don't... It, it, it looks like he might... Oh, he's the Van Hal dive as he's 
talking. Oh, he's talking to Mark Dean. Mark Dean was the fourth official. <laughs> oh, brilliant! I still, do you remember the cheer at Old Trafford when that yeah. happened? Yeah. Um, louder than louder than the reception Rashford got for his debut Premier League goal. Do you think that? And I don't want to use some sort of mean news disrespectfully at all, but do you think that's Van Al's finest moment at United? It really is, isn't it? Oh, I mean, he had some banging uh, press conferences. I think the horny press conference was my favourite. But not taking the piss against what he's achieved. Obviously, he won the FA Cup for us. He got a similar... Ch- not that getting a similar Champions League is anything to write home about. But obviously, he did some good things on the pit. Some very good things. He signed Anthony Martial, etc. But um, that is what he'll be remembered for, I think, that dive. That's the one visual, that yeah. photo with him just laying down. Do you remember all the memes going around? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twitter did its thing that day. To see there, Alexis Sanchez on the ball. I still think Sanchez, God, again, who knows? Oh my what's gosh, I forgot about him. Oh. But I'm telling you, he's our, he very well could be our new number seven. But you watch him here, like, he, he's, there is a good player in there. There is, I just I can't figure out what's off. But that's what gets you that hope that because, ball. because he ha- has that ability. There's always yeah. that hope. As bad as he is now, there's that hope to think, well, if we do have him, if he has a good game or two and he gets a bit of confidence, you just don't know. But, um,. Tough and then and Yuzai, jeez, forgot yeah, about Yana's him. Yana's on for Rush. Where's he's uh, in Sociedad? I think he's actually doing quite well. Now yeah, Real Sociedad. Yeah. I think a lot of people seem to say he's um, sort of found his groove there. I think um, he's. Sort of How would Rashford be feeling in that moment? You've come off in the Old Trafford faithful, giving you a clap as you scored a double on your Premier League debut. Outstanding. I remember they had his. Um, he did the post-match interview after this, yeah. and it was just it was like a giggling schoolgirl. He was just like laughing, saying. Yeah, no, like, I can't believe it. Like, I scored with my first touch in the Europe, but then did the same in the Prem. It was just like, it was literally like a school kid just um, like having a laugh sort of thing. You know what's funny, Tom? Like, football, sometimes it's just your luck, isn't it? Like, James Wilson was a much better goal scorer than Rashford was in the youth, but, you know, it just shows injuries and taking your opportunity can really be the difference between having a top, top career. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I see. There's um, James Weir, who was I think the captain of the reserves. He, he obviously came on late in this game. Yeah, Ravel Morrison. Uh, that's a great name. Who? Yeah, Morrison, hundred percent. He's sort of which people have spoke about in a few of the United podcasts recently. That he's the most talented player we've had. But um, it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't work for you. And that's the game. This game obviously a three-two win for United, and again I don't want to take anything away from Van Hal like that. I love that FA Cup triumph he had at Wembley and Jesse Lingard, but um, I think that is the match I remember Van Hal for, and sad, not sadly for the dive for for the flop in front of Mike Dean, but it's such a unique visual that um, sort of bring back so many memories. I almost remember that match more for the dive than um, Rashford's double. Yeah, he looks so young, doesn't he? <laughs> Obviously, Stralix Ferguson there in the crowd. But, um, yeah, it just about wraps up this podcast. Um, I enjoyed watching that match. Um, yeah, you know what? When we're talking about Van Gaal's finest moments, and you know what game we we should do this next? Um, the semi-final against Everton. Oh, that I, game. I think that moment in terms of you talk about goals and sort of, I don't know if you call it emotion, but that sort of the release of, you know, I'll, I'll call it emotion, that release of emotion when Martial got that second goal, oh. or got the winner. Yeah, it w- it was almost more than when Lingard scored in the final. I think I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. So, I don't know why. Don't maybe the visual of it, the way it looked, the way he curled it in the corner. Obviously, a late goal will always help. But um, yeah, I remember that Martial winner. That was um, 
yeah, that was a, that was a big moment. Again, probably bigger than the final. Um, weirdly, or remembered more fondly. But um, yeah, we'll definitely have to look through the um, classic matches as we see some Arsenal fans there. I remember I must after this game we must have just gone everyone must have just gone straight over to Arsenal fan TV to await their fan cam reactions. There must have been some viral ones um, that evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I would have loved to watch Arsenal fan TV on this afternoon, but. Yeah, no, I'm sure Arsenal Fan TV will give us plenty more content uh, when the football returns. But um, again, okay, that is the first podcast we've done of that style. Hopefully everyone listening has enjoyed it. Um, If you have any feedback or ideas, please let us know. You're holding your phone now as we speak. So on Facebook or Twitter, whatever you communicate with us, just let us know. Take 10 seconds, just write a comment, enjoyed the podcast or I thought didn't get much out of it, etc., and just let us know, give us any feedback. If you did enjoy it, um, let us know maybe what games you want us to watch or if you have a game in mind you want to hop on and have a sort of chat to us um, throughout, uh, feel free. Um, we'll have to look through. I've definitely got a few games I want to uh, revisit. Um, I saw on this app, which we're currently watching this, it has the Mata double at Anfield. I could, I could probably just do that podcast on myself, Larry. I wouldn't need you there for that one, would I? I, I don't think you'll be talking much, mate. I think your hands will be occupied, to be honest. Uh, I think we'd, we should skip that podcast, if I'm being honest. And on that note, very, very good point, well made. So on that point, I think we will wrap up. Um, me and Larry have a busy night of FIFA ahead. So again, hopefully you all enjoyed this podcast and we'll chat to you again um, next week. So cheers, bye.